evening, everybody. It's a nice sunny day. Rise and shine. You're tuned into the coolest tech show in the world. Well, probably in the southern hemisphere. Uh, update. Anthony Blomfield. So, good morning, everybody. You're tuned into another show of Update, Cool Things Tech. Please give uh, a few seconds to tweet your friends. Do uh, send a, a text or an SMS to say, tune in to uh, Update 104.6 FM or on the internet if they're overseas, planetaudio.org.nz forward slash update. And please, uh, yeah, tell your, tell your buds, send a tweet, send a text, send an email. I don't know how people communicate these days. Um, if you've got a microchip in your head, just activate that and tell all your friends as well. Um, yeah, so, okay, today's show. All right, kids. I'm going to be talking about the dire situation of skills shortage, the skills shortage people, specifically in tech, in um well, in a funny, well, certainly in New Zealand, I guess I can't speak for the rest of the world, but certainly in New Zealand, the lack, you know, we talk about running out of water on our dam up there. <laughs> God, how do we do that? But think of like the dam of, we um, got a few droplets of good quality coders in the, in the country. We're dried out, guys, we're dried out, okay, so sorry to say, the, uh, the powers that be, yeah, I know they... Didn't quite, you know, yeah, the water's one thing, but um, we've dried out of good quality software coders. Where are they, people? Okay, there's only one or two droplets of them left, and they're already working really hard, the good ones already for Google and Apple. So, people, that's what the show's about, is the lack and sad, sad, terrible situation of all these kids that have been born on the computer age have no idea, no clue how to code. I just can't believe it. I'm so sad about it. I, I mean, I was born before the computer age in a way, and I thought all these cool laptops and schools, every one of you, you kids were given by our state, paid by farmers selling milk so that they can import laptops from Apple to put it in your classrooms, and none of you have learned to code. I mean, there's the odd exception, quite frankly, and they've probably left the country. So I just, I'm so sad about it that we've had 20, 20 years, probably even longer. You know, it really started in the 90s, laptops in schools. None of you kids have learnt to software program. I just cannot believe it. Whole nation, billions of dollars. You know, John Key even sold the electrical power station to overseas um, investors, remember, we all remember that. Remember, he sort of he said, "I'm going to invest in upskilling the, the the classrooms. I'm going to put it into the classrooms." Well, he might as well just had a good Guy Fawkes party. It would have been more fun for the nation. Throwing up a whole lot of Guy Fawkes, bing, bang, bang, bang. Oh, cool. Well, well now we don't have I now own power grid anymore. But at least we had a nice day because all the laptops and all the schools have done nothing to teach young people how to program. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do? First of all, it's not the school teacher's fault. Um, so I can sort of start with it. The school teachers in New Zealand are one of our best assets. Okay, I think we are the ones very lucky to have such an incredible um, primary, secondary, and you know, primary and secondary school teachers who are really, really bloody good. It's not their fault, okay? But it's so sad that every single one of you children, especially if you're a teenager, you've probably right now got a computer that was probably funded by the government in your room, maybe it's in your classroom, you're using, you know, expensive software and you have not learned to program. And I'm I'm so sad, I just don't even know what to do anymore, quite frankly. I cannot believe, you know, all your teenage years in school, you had laptops, you probably did some computer classes, not one of you have basically come out and learned to program. And now, of course, there's caveats to that. Of course, might be two people, you know, who have learned to code. Okay, and those people, I guarantee, 
probably had a father or someone who got them in, into it and they've just gone on, on their own journey through life of learning code on, on Google and they're probably working really hard right now for, you know, our our companies who desperately need proper good computer coders and they probably even like, God, I'm burnt out. I am so disappointed with you young people for not learning how to code. So I guess the, re- the first responsibility is with you young people. You've got a laptop. It's on your desk probably right now. You've been told about computers. You've been told about school shortage. Why have you not learned to program? Okay. So first of all, people, if we can, tell your friends to tune into this, of the young. Send it to them if they're on the couch wondering what to do with their life. Now, obviously, if you've made different career choices and you're passionate, absolute big respect if you've gone like, mate, um, I'm a tradie. Awesome. Love it. We have... We have the hardest working um, blue collar sort of industry in New Zealand. All our tradespeople, top of the game. All our farmers, top of the game. All, all the people that kind of work for, for a living, top of the game. But the intelligentsia, you're letting down the country. So sad. So when you think about poverty, you think about these homeless people in cars. If you're working in the intelligentsia field of New Zealand, they're misery is on your heads okay so big time Auckland University you have failed you have failed um the academic institutes at a tertiary level shame I am amazed with supposedly being the top echelon of the the intelligence of New Zealand you're not paid to you know put bottle tops on on, on Fonterra milk you pay to structure smart people into productivity and you have absolutely wasted your time young people's time and the state's money so shame if you're a lecturer right now shame okay so let's let's just get stuck in (laughs) right so um i won't be doing any tech news today because you can kind of blog that and that's that's everywhere um i'm too much to talk about this sad situation of no Skills. It's so. I mean, the university lecturers. I do not know how. When so many people so care about this country, they work so hard. The farmers every day do their bit. Even the politicians do their bit. They they work day and night. Every part of society works hard to get this country going, and you university lecturers just don't give a damn. Okay, and that's the truth, right? You know it. Because who else is to blame? Who else is to blame for the school shortage? It's not just Linda's fault. <laughs> I think she does more work than a million people, quite frankly. Uh, it's not Auckland Council's fault. What what do they know about school shortage and software? It's you, academic leaders, who have been paid. And you've been blessed with intelligence. And you have absolutely... Well, put it this way. Every time you see someone going hungry... At because of a, a university doesn't give a damn. They could see it coming. They knew how to structure a high-wage economy, but they would rather just get money from the state and go to cocktail parties. Okay? So, um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm so upset that it's probably not even worth insulting them anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like... All right, well, you know, everyone makes a choice in life. Um, most people I know in the trades are fastidious. They do such a good job for their customer. They genuinely love their customer. Everyone I've met who works does it out of care for their customer. For example, amount of restaurants, wow, they work hard. Man, they care about customer service. They really do. If you're working in tourism, gee, you work hard. Gee, you do a good job. If you're, if you're working in trades, man, we do the best trades. They work. I see them every morning outside my apartment window, 6 a.m., up on the lifts, elevators, just working. Now, are they responsible for the school shortage in software? No, they're not, are they? Are they doing the best they can for the country? Yes. You university people, <laughs> quite frankly, I, you, you, you're a waste of time. You really are a waste of time. So so let's just start with that. <laughs> and it's like, 
I just don't understand it. It's like the whole country and the blue-collar workers just work so hard, right? Mud, grime, everything. And your universal lectures get everything you want. Big office, huge funding, huge resource of, of students, all the privileges, all the accolades. And what do you do? What have you produced? All right? Now, sure, you know, there's exceptions to the rule, but... For the most part, <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, so I normally get to this point where I'm just like, oh, well, people can choose their own life, you know. You, but I'm so disappointed. So anyway, so that's the university lectures. <laughs> okay. And, of course, the, the the deans involved. But you see, this isn't just, you know, hating on, let's say, the head of Auckland University because, quite frankly, it's the U university lecturer you're not done, all right? As a university lecturer, you know what's needed to be done. You don't need the head of the Auckland University to to tell you where, where software's going. They, 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 that's not their damn job. It's your job, university lecturer, right? You're the one who needs to be reading, subscribing to smart magazines, to be to be learning yourself. Take it upon yourself, is sort of the position you have in society, such a privileged, blessed, important role, stop. <laughs> it's just, I mean, you know, for me, quite frankly, it's the damage has already been done. It's sort of 30 years of, so, you know, you know, so, you know, and of course, how, who, who's there to hold a lecturer to account, really? Um, it's not the government's job, really. They, they're not specialists in their skill set, are they? The media in New Zealand are so dumb that they don't have the brains to hold any lecturers to account. So who's really there? You know, um, it's it's just unbelievable because at some point the lecturers need to realise no one's holding them account because they're supposed to be the top of their field. That's why they've got the job. They're the ones who's supposed to be helping by taking it upon themselves to learn. To take self-responsibility to say, this is what I need to do. This is where I need to learn. This is this is where we need to be pushing. But you don't. Um, you just fob it off. Maybe you just say, oh, this is the curriculum. I'm just going to do it. Get my big ch- check. And then if things start to crumble, you just blame other things. You blame international market forces or the, the head of the school. It's not their job. It's yours. Okay? So let's just get that right out there right now. <coughs> so... <coughs> Hundreds and thousands of people all were given laptops at school. And every single one of them, okay, I can almost say that because <clears throat> there might be four <laughs> that didn't do this. But every, so just to make it sound more real, every single one of you students got a laptop at high school, got, you know, you got some, and normally in high school they're pretty cool, they get you sort of excited and stuff. But the reality, I can tell you right now, and you be, you know this is true, all of you play games. That's all you do, right? All this in science and mathematics, you've thrown it all out the window, and every single one of you has just downloaded a game. That's what you do. And probably most of you have now 10 years spent on this device shooting things. And the world is in such dire straits. There's so many people hungry. There's so many problems to be solved. There's so much global warming. But you have spent 10 years shooting things on a screen. Do you not feel responsibility to the, to the planet? Anyway, so I do have a solution, which is good, right? A solution which I will give, but part of me is quite frankly given up, I'm sorry to say, on, on New Zealand. So what is the solution? All right. Okay, so first of all, um, yep, so we've got these computers, you know, we're all in the schools, and quite frankly, the schools, the high schools are doing a brilliant job. They really are. I see them, I know them, I know what they do. They are getting people um, holistically to look at options in computers. For example, I know high school teachers are teaching um, students for things like making electronic music on their laptops. 
How cool is that? There's people doing things like um, doing 3D graphic design on their laptops at school, architecture, software, even software programming at high school, right? But then, you university lecturers, nothing. You're more interested in talking, telling people to do an essay on the merits of encryption than anything that really gets people into being productive, being useful, solving real-world problems. I just can't believe it. Um, wow, I'm so disappointed in the tertiary institute, so disappointed in you. You really owe society so much. You have, you know, we talk about, um, you know, the people who have social contracts, you know, social contracts if you own a house. Well, you tertiary institutes have taken so much from us. You've taken so much taxpayers' money. All these students around the world are paying for you third-party academics. And what have you done for us as a society? You have such a debt to to the nation. You have such a moral responsibility of paying back 30 years of being a, almost taking money from us and producing, quite frankly, smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors. Excuses, laziness, failing, smoke and mirrors. Distracting, always blaming something else. So unbelievable, unbelievable, the tertiary institute. And it's so sad because the primary and secondary institute of New Zealand, God, the teachers are, are good. Gee, they take it upon themselves. Every teacher I know, every teacher I've met goes home and becomes a better teacher on their own choice. They always are studying. They're always looking up. You university people, God, unbelievable. It's like, I don't know what's going on, but it's something that's happened because of people don't want to question tertiary institutes. They think, oh, they've got to be the best because they're at a university. God, honestly, your primary school teachers probably might have been better than half the lecturers, okay? And it's no one cares and no one's doing anything about it because who wants to? They they hide behind their academic profile. They hide behind smoke and mirrors. They play this game of thinking they're smart. Absolute terrible, our institutes, our third, our tertiary institutes. So let's, I think I've said that a few times, haven't I? So maybe someone who's actually paid to be you know, looking into things like this, the performance of institutes, might do their job so I don't have to be on you know, on radio. But anyway, okay, so what is the solution? All right, so well, we'll start with a few solutions because, you know, I've got to be a bit politically correct here. Um, let's talk about... Um, so, 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 so how so it sort of happens. So basically the, the disconnect between... Young people getting laptops in high school, and then soon as they finish seventh form, generally all of them go on some holiday, smoke a lot of marijuana. Next thing, they download a, a, a computer game, all right? And then three years later, they get really upset, pissed off with their parents, and go and work at McDonald's, all right? Endless misery, endless unproductivity, endless hatred, endless addiction to pee, endless blaming the government, endless living in cars, endless being a drain on society and not producing a damn thing because we haven't got people programming. Isn't that insane? Isn't that ridiculous? In this day and age, all these young people cannot program. Cannot program. Why? Okay? So, again, if you have got into a trade and whatever, that's your vocation, awesome. If you've got into a specialisation and other things, but if you're um, sort of academic, and you've got any science, a Bachelor of Science, which is a, about in, even a Bachelor of Engineering, the bread and butter of the modern world, a Bachelor of Science, how the hell do you come out of that and not know how to program? All right? Now, you might have majored in chemistry. It's no excuse. It's no excuse. You really think that the, the next generation of chemists working and creating complex solutions for um, rocket labs, a fuel mixture and the way it combusts, shouldn't know how to program um, using statistical modelling. Of course you should. Of course you should know how to statistically model um, combustion. You don't need to be an expert of it, but you all university students coming out of university needs to know how to program even like 
level one. Do you know what I mean? Like level one. It's like it's like not knowing mathematics and being someone who's an engineer. <laughs> you know? Well, I think this beam's long enough. Well, we never learned maths. We never learned maths. So unbelievable that you can do electric. You, you know, I, I, you know, you learn things about anthropology now, or women's rights studies as part of a bachelor of science degree. You do papers and papers. We had to do papers on writing formal letters as part of my Bachelor of Science. Endless, endless writing on on correct use of English in letters. Pff. Programming? Pff. Oh, yeah. You can go down there to a guy that mumbles away for half an hour. <laughs> like, Wow. All this waste of time on rubbish, quite frankly. I mean, even mathematics at university, guys. So this is, here we go. This is part of the solution. Stop wasting students' times learning complex algebra and statistical um, calculus and inverse matrices if you're not teaching computer science. It's all a waste of bloody time. If you're going to teach mathematics at university, it's got to be paired with programming. What what what's the what's this ego universities you all have about teaching pure mathematics, thinking the student's going to be productive to the world? They're not. You have to teach if you're teaching mathematics at university. You know you have to be pairing it with computers programming. Okay, it should be like, you know, when you do a bachelor of science, you know, this is how it works because they're too and lazy to be innovate at the tertiary level is you do what's called core curriculum papers all right all science students do maths right because university lecturers are copying you know only 200 years of what actual people developed too lazy to do anything more so they just get you doing basically 18th century maths you know um now that's great they also generally make you do like as part of a um your Bachelor of Science, you know, they, they make you do what's called fundamental papers. The computer programming is not a fundamental paper for, for half the computer science, uh, for half bachelor's of Bachelor of Science degrees. And it's just like, how could you spend a entire year, guys? And, you've, and some of you have done it. You all remember maths, right? You're doing calculus 101, 102, and all, all the rest. It's normally like three or four papers. Okay, and you're getting into how to solve complex this and that and that. You're hurting your brain and, oh, God, and you're going into debt to pay this bloody bastard lecturer so he can go off and buy another house. Excuse my language there. But you're going into debt so he can teach you maths. You don't know, but the lecturer knows that that's generally going to be a waste of time for your life. Because as a student, you don't know. You 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 you're not a lecturer. You haven't. You're not as old as them. You're not. You're just you're naive. You've gone through school. You've in good faith as a student, you pay money to a lecturer, to a university, because you believe they've got your interests at heart, right? That's what you do. When you go to a doctor. You say, "Doctor, prescribing the medicine, right?" The doctor needs to have your interest at heart. So these lecturers, you're you're giving money to them. You're hard in money. Half the time you're working in two jobs. You give them, you know, 10,000, 20,000 a year, all right? Okay, student, you're going to learn um, calculus, statistics, blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, you know, it's got to be useful, must be useful. Oh, yeah, just keep learning it, keep learning it, keep learning it. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's kind of all a waste of time unless you're actually going to get a job back here at the same university, wasting other students' times. And we just have this circle called you teach maths, we get a job as a lecturer. You teach more maths, get a job as a lecturer, you get more maths. Great. And the world gets poorer. There's problems not being solved. And there's the skill shortage gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So, number one, universities, programming needs to be part of any Bachelor of Science degree. All right, real programming, not smoke and mirrors programming. If the university doesn't have a lecturer that knows programming, they need to fire the person who's smoke and mirrors, bluffing, and get someone that knows programming or get that university lecturer to download Google <laughs> um, Dev Academy and, and learn programming, okay? It's not 
rocket science. And then they teach the students this, okay, as like a core subject. In other words, you cannot commence to stage two in engineering, in physics, in statistics, in um, even political science, quite frankly. If you're doing a Bachelor of Science, you need to do stage one programming. All right? End of story. Because that's what the world now runs on people. And the fact that universities haven't contemned onto this blows my head in. 2020. All right? That's the world that we run on. Cars are about to become autonomous. Robots make our food and factories. Yet universal lecturers haven't gone, oh, maybe software coding would give all these students a job to go to. They haven't bothered to do that because, quite frankly, deep down, they don't give a damn. Because if they did, it's not rocket science. They could easily pick up new scientists and magazines and look where the future's going to be. But they haven't, have they? Because they've got a comfy seat, copious amounts of taxpayers' money, copious amounts of student debt. So, but anyway, need to teach you computer science because, like I say, sure, teach you some mathematics. The whole point of mathematics in your life is because you're going to be using it as part of software coding. So there's no point teaching mathematics if it's not part of programming, okay? It really is that simple. Um, Even if you're an engineer, okay, you know this now, even if you're an engineer, Yep, you got to know all, you know, your, your maths and physics and stuff. The truth is you're going to be putting all that maths in some AutoCAD program. Am I not right? And then there's even times when you might need to script or modify kernels or, or plugins so that it can understand your CNC machine and an engineering floor or, or your machine needs to be modified for a different regulation. That's all... Um, done with programming. So even as an engineer, your maths is only good when it's paired with programming. Okay? So so shame on you, Universal Lectures. I hope someone's listening who has authority in this area to kind of be going, what? Is that true, Anthony? 30 years and programming isn't sort of compulsory core subject of a Bachelor of Science degree. Who, who, who did that? Let's let's make heads fly. I mean, let's let's get them to pay back all the students as sort of a mistrust or every student going, you know what, I want a refund, I want a refund. Billions and billions in debt because all these people cannot get jobs. They have not real practical skills for the industry because university lecturers have taught them heaps of maths, very little actual programming. Okay? So, right. So I hope I'm hitting this enough, and, and I've tried watering this down in the past, but I'm sorry with the New Zealand psyche, you do have to hit the nut pretty hard. So so anyway, programming. So basically how it works is, again, the world runs on software, on code. Um, and the fact that we're even scared when we hear that means we haven't been, our media, absolutely useless. And our lecturers, generally, even if you're doing a Bachelor of, let's say, Medicine. Now, that big respect to them. This is they're kind of out of my, my little late speech today. But I bet you, even in, in medical practices now, probably learning a little bit of code just makes them understand things like, okay, so the MRI machine, sort of, okay, I get what it's kind of doing. Now, they've got enough to do. But software is in everything. It's in everything. It makes, and so, okay, so, so, um, so engineering, yep so much software architecture or so much software right um movie industry even now god's sake so if, if you if you're doing wanting to be you know um work in the movie industry behind a camera okay let's say you're working oh my dream is to be a cameraman right well okay so you're going to go work for um what what disney and, and you're going to do the next avatar right so cameras now have all different data file structures when you're pulling the data off the camera, okay? And what they do now is they run those data structures. So let's say you're using a raw 4K camera and and you're filming the next blockbuster movie for, you know, and um, because your lecturer gave a damn about you, he taught you basic programming, but you're also really good at cameras. You grab the camera and you're like, oh, this is cool. We're shooting in, in raw 4K and we're importing it into our video editing suite. But what we've found is that um, we've always wanted to put a, um, 
um, we, we want to keep keep it a little bit more blurry because it's just kind of the look we're going for. Okay, so yep, you can go and buy someone else's hard work programming plugin to your editing suite and pay a lot of money for it so that it will blur the raw data coming through the camera into your video camera and then boom and you know as a nation that's all we seem to do is just pay someone else's proprietary plugin now Weta isn't doing this by the way they they write their own but there's nothing stopping you as a cameraman that's really interested going actually you know what all I need to really do is op- get an open source library of GitHub that does a blur to raw K footage. And because I'm using um, a um, editing suite with what's called a scripting language, I want to s- write a Python script so that the play- so that this open source library will be um, pu- pushing the code from the camera raw footage and blurring it instantly into my f- my my um, my editing suite, and I can critique every single number in that little um, pl- that, that little open source library, so that my blur is exactly what I want. I can literally go pixel by pixel, vector by vector, because my lecturer taught me programming. So there you go. Even as a camera operator in the film industry, knowing programming is an asset. Okay, so engineering. Yep. Um, if you're working in logistics, so this is looking after Fonterra, all the things that happen in Fonterra. Imagine if you knew software programming and you could script some logistics or script some data um, gathering from your logistics, run it through some statistical models and therefore work out a better way of doing logistics. Boom. That's what grows the country. That's what means you don't have to go to work all day like we are the one of the hardest, longest working people in the world, the least productivity. And software generally does things, it is like the super productivity tool. You know what I mean? It's like you imagine being an architect now and having to do all those calculations without AutoCAD. Okay? And this is the thing. This is the world. And AutoCAD, don't forget, was made by someone else. It's not made by New Zealanders. It's not specific for earthquake resilience in New Zealand. So the fact that our architects don't learn software programming, some of them do, well, they certainly don't at university, you know, it's just holding us back. So, yeah, so software programming, I think I've pushed that enough, haven't I? Now, how does it work? So software programming of the basics is what what should be happening is as soon as you you leave school, okay, so in your student form, you spend a month in a class of interest, okay, a vocation class. And you're sitting in there last year of high school and they go, all right, so who's sort of interested in the tech world? Yep, yep, that's Jin John. Who's interested in medicine? Ding, 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 ding. And you spend a month going down what's required to, to have that vocation, all right? Then you pop into Auckland University or, or Massey or any of them and you go, well, I'm interested in the tech world. And they say to you, well, look, what we do, if you're not sure where you want to be in the tech world, is we give you first-year core subjects, effectively, right? And what we know, because we're older than you, we know that software programming is basically the bread and butter of the tech world. So, young student, we're going to be giving... um, a course on, so we'll give you some maths, we'll give you a little bit of stats, but we will give you some quite three or four lectures a week on programming because without that, everything else will be just academic and smoke and mirrors and we cannot do that because we care about you and we care about your future. So we're going to teach you programming and these are the languages we're going to teach you. So over the Christmas holidays, before you come to university, you're welcome to watch all these cool YouTube videos so you can kind of understand what we're going to be teaching you in depth. And the student goes, oh, that's fantastic. I'm looking forward to that. And the universal lecturers go, and we're not going to pretend that learning software is easy and we're not going to try and hide that. There's no... There's no free lunch. This is simply learning. Like anything else in life, it takes a little bit of discipline and pain. And we're not going to pretend that um, you get a uh, you get a pass just because you've written a tiny bit of MATLAB. 
it's not good enough. So the student goes, yep, no, I get that. I totally get that. Um, and um, and then the university says, and so be prepared. This, this is definitely quite a, you know, programming is, is not that easy. So um, we're not going to pretend it's easy. Um, we suggest that you don't smoke a whole lot of marijuana through the Christmas holidays. We suggest that you don't play first-person game shooters. We suggest you actually download some YouTube videos and so that your mind is ready for next year, we're going to teach you coding, right? This is how it should work. Then they, the student comes into the university and they're all sitting there and they go, right, so we're going to learn uh, computer programming and we're not going to learn about programming. <laughs> Do you see that, smoke and mirrors? So we're not going to teach you um, why Python is useful or why who made C++ or um, the difference between JavaScript and Java. We're going to teach you how to write loops, database queries, input, output, memory allocation, get, get and if statements and value statements. And we're going to start and then when it comes to all the other things in computers like networking and operating systems and hardware and security and that, these ideas and that ideas and history, you'll just naturally learn that. It's kind of like go for what the real meat is. Don't waste time with lectures and lectures on networking. Who gives a damn? It's not that hard, sorry to say. What's really important is you're spending money to go to university. You don't want to learn what an operating system is. Shame on you. Shame for teaching students what an operating system is and how to drag files around a screen. Embarrassing. You're paid because you're the best. All right, student, you're going to be learning Java. All right? You're going to be learning it hardcore, properly, and we're going to be going repeat, repeating, because that's the way you learn, we're going to be repeating exercises. Okay? Now... Obviously, what would you normally have is you'd have some academia who sit a, sit along the computer science course or, or any bachelor's course and, and making sure that the programming language is the, the most relevant and they better be getting real-time limit data from all around the world of which language is actually going to help that student, okay? And... You know, you know, it's not just simply throw a coin and hope this programming language is what they need to know. But, um, and it also, yeah, and it can't be, you know, like a fake language sort of thing like HTML. Um, it needs to be an actual programming language and these students need to be, yes, we know it's annoying. Yes, we know your brain is burnt out. No, we are not politically correct. We are not going to let you go home at five o'clock. You're going to stay in the back of the lecture room. You're going to just keep on working on that. We're not going to fail you. We're not going to give you a C. We're into actually teaching. You just keep sitting and you keep on seeing if you can learn how to write this if loop. And we'll give you the resources until you actually learn. Have a free coffee machine and just get students lying until they go, Ah, Eureka! I get it. I understand how to take data from one source, manipulate it through a logic algorithm, and put it as an outsource. Thank you, Universal Lecture. This is the keys to my freedom. This is my keys to having a great life. This is keys to providing money for my my future family. Gee, that's been worth it, Universal Lecture. Gee, that's been good. All right? So you've got to get the students to the point where they are proficient and know software develop, um, how to program on their own, all right? Not just, here's an exercise. Um, here, make a washing machine, you know, write some software for a washing machine cycle. And as soon as you've kind of gone through that, it didn't quite make sense. You kind of fudge through it. And then what, huh? Not good enough. They need to be kind of masters of programming at least one language every Bachelor of Science student, okay? The cool thing is, is this will feed into other industries. Like, let's say they've learned it and they ended up doing a conduit in um, media studies. Now, instead of having a boffhead like Mike Hosking, you'll have someone who's done programming and then when they interview future companies, they'll be brought in into the lexicon. They'll be updating and, and reverse of dumbing down the population. They'll be going, oh, wow, that's really interesting that you... That you um, you, my food bag does all this and what software are you running for the logistics and how do you know what the customer do you have any pr predictive software that predicts what the the most likely uh, food item is going to be and then the person running my food bag goes oh oh gee I, I never thought of that um 
smart person that's interviewing me, but yeah, let me quickly go and get someone to do that and do some um, data science so we can tailor our orders quicker or use some AI to know what's going to make people more excited. You know, and it's just, it, it's like the dark ages, sorry, in New Zealand. <laughs> like the 1500s. So, yeah, so we need to, so that's why you need to teach software. They need to teach at least one real language, okay? Like, like in other words, a student could learn programming at university, come through, be really proficient, let's say, with, with Java or C++, but not know how to install Windows on a computer. No problem. All right, like that's a better world than thousands of these people. God, and here's it going to hate on the IT industry. Or you, boffheads who say you work in IT and you haven't, you don't even know how to code. God, it's embarrassing. Oh, I work in IT. What do you do? I'm a project manager. Oh, what do you do? I'm a. All of you fakers, smoke and mirrors. So embarrassing. Don't know actual how to program. You know, you don't have to be brilliant at it. You don't have to be world's best. You at least have to know. God. Anyway, so, um, so, so, in other words, if we had actual programmers rather than all these IT people who keep producing, who don't know how to program, but they, oh yeah, I know how to, um, yeah, I kind of know how to use Salesforce. I'm quite good with s- customer relationship management. Um, oh, I'm, I'm quite good at learning. Um, quite good at uh, filling in forms on Excel. And I'm, I'm quite good at, um, you know speaking about security and I'm, I'm quite I, I understand that Wi-Fi no it's a waste of time you don't need all that anymore we need actual people that know programming it's like it's like having a whole lot of plumbers we've, we've educated and we've got thousands of plumbers we've put them through school none of them actually know how to put the pipes together they just know things like oh I know Bunnings is a good place for buying um, pipes oh I, I, I know that um, toilet duck is a really good thing for toilets that's that's kind of what we've done to our our com- computer industry in New Zealand. Plumbers who know t- know t- to tell you where to buy a pipe, but not actually put the pipe together. <laughs> Embarrassing, eh? And that's that's mostly because the academic institutes are just wow. Just it's so sad. It's I just don't understand how you wouldn't care about the country that's given you all the taxpayers' money and all these students that are debt now working at McDonald's because you know that the, the, what you're teaching them is a waste of time. I just don't know how you don't feel sad, like an, an obligation. In America, these, 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 the military, they, they die for the country. They go to war every day. And you le- lecturers don't even care about this country that's giving you so much to actually make sure these students are proficient for the industry. I just don't understand it. But, hey, that's, I'm blessed with a conscience. I don't know. Maybe. So, so anyway, so teaching them actual programming rather than this is a mouse, this is that, it, it's not that important. They'll pick that up. There's a million people that know how to download Windows and put on their computers. Trust me. Um, you know, that's, generally that's all we have is, is people that know how to download a game and install it and install a graphics card, you know, that's what we've produced. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, you see them in the the internet cafes all day, all night, banging their head against the screen, 20 years of their life, drinking V, being a menace to society, not producing a thing, you know, the poor parents, just, you know, you people that play computer games, man, your parents, God, you think about how much they've given you. But change your nappies, fed you daily. Man, you know what it's like being a parent. As a when you had twenty, surely you're like, you know what, you know what? Yeah, God, you've been a good parent to me. Gee, you're giving me a lot. Yeah. I remember computers at school. Yeah, you gave me a lot. You know what? Let me see what I can use my computer skills to help the world with. Let me give back to society rather than going, Yeah, I'll take all what I've given your parents. I don't give a damn. Let me give me a shooter game where I stay in my room and for thirty years you get you parents get so upset that I don't care or respect or do anything back for the world. I just shoot people on a computer game. Wow. It's just so sad. I just don't understand it. Don't understand it. And it's it's like the same movement of downloading game to downloading um, STK for programming an iPhone. It's the same mouse movements. You just have to click on a different website. 
And so, so one is downloading something that's just a waste of time for the world, and another is downloading something where you could be m- mapping our, f- our, our water resources and solving that. <laughs> just don't understand. So anyway, so, so you teach programming, and then you have real students doing real things, okay? Um, and, and if you're an academic, any industry, you should really learn programming. You know, I mean, I have some <laughs> uh, some legal friends. It's like all their work they do is often just repetitive manual input. It's like, God, you're dumb. Just get a Python and script some of this this crap, and you'll you'll be able to quickly link some of this data and Python it, script it. You know. But anyway, so so it doesn't even matter what industry you're in. If you're in that sort of white white collar job, learning software code, uh, programming. It's just, it's almost like your responsibility in a civilized world. You know what I mean? It's almost like you should know civics, you should know basic maths, you should all know basic science if you're in a white collar, you know, just so you can hold a conversation. And then you should know at least a bit of programming, you know, one app, one little thing you've made, or, or one if loop. You know, even if you've just done the hello world in Java or C or online, you know? Anyway, so. So do that, learn a language in university, forget all the smoke and mirrors, who cares about the the benefits of this or the benefits of that, learn a language. And even if you don't know computer science, because you, and so you're like, oh, I know this language, but I don't really know why it works, that's fine, that's cool, you know, you don't have to learn computer science, you don't need to learn binary, that's okay, you may want to, and it's almost better that you learn that maybe later at the university or on yourself. But the actual formal structure of learning programming, in a way, lends itself to a formal process. In other words, university is that place. It is that place. Um, Because um, you can learn on YouTube and you can learn on these things, and this is kind of good, but, you know, to be proficient for working for, you know, Frontier even, making software... You know, having the university who are smart, you know, explaining, you know, some, some you know, some, some, some core fundamental um, ways and then actually learning the language, bang, you're productive, okay? First year, okay? So then, of course, the good thing is, is if you've learned that, you've learned the language and you're solid with the language, let's say it is Java or C++, whatever, let's say it's Java, you are then able to kind of go home and just get naturally interested in a new framework that's just been released by Google and because you know an actual language solidly, it will be easy for you. For example, you want to get into security. And you're like, oh, I'm really into security. Well, once you know the language, a language, sort of understanding encryption will just, you know, you'll naturally kind of pick that up later on. It's sort of like the easier thing. Like, don't start with the easy stuff. Get our students learning the, the real thing. Don't don't walk around it. Don't... It's the elephant in the room is... Do you know how to program? That's the elephant in the room. It's like nothing else will will will, will be as good as that. Don't just become an expert at um, PowerPoint presentations and IT. No, learn a language. Learn a language. Don't if you if you've got IT in your title, learn a programming language. Do you know what I mean? Um, you don't have to be great at, but just learn one language, and then great. You know, welcome to the universe. Um, but please learn a language because everything else again it's a sort of walking around it it's like getting someone to teach them to be a chef and um you talk about the ingredients you talk about this and um you talk about why eggs are nice and eggs are good and butter's cool and butter's interesting it comes from cows but you never teach them actually how to make hollandaise sauce you, you know are they going to get a job you know what do people want when they go to a cafe they want eggs benedict right Imagine if the chef came out and goes, oh, well, I, I know butter is, and I, I've learned all about the calories in butter, and I, I think, but no, we never taught how to make hollandaise sauce. Well, that's what we're doing to the IT industry, <laughs> okay? Yeah, I know what a computer looks like. Oh, yeah, good. Program, huh? Yeah, program. And it's even, you know, and you teach maths, and, and programming is synonymous with maths. If you're going to do teach any maths, Maths is so damn boring because it's so irrelevant. But when you realise, ah, ah, so you're studying, let's say, quadratic equations, right? And we were like, oh, yeah, I remember those. Or matrices. Well, matrices in maths means nothing. It's boring. Who cares about matrices? Well, in um, 
software and programming matrices is everything. It's kind of like it's, it's how you manipulate pixels for the movie industry using matrices. It's like it's magic. It's like it's like the weapon of, of choice. So yeah, learn that. Learn learn software programming. Now, um, next thing, how do um, um, if the universities don't take it upon themselves to really push this um, in fundamental programming and, and stage one for any um, bachelor's degree? Um, how 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 what's this, what's plan B? What's another way we can do it? Because quite frankly, the media aren't intelligent or, or educated in New Zealand, so they're not really upping New Zealand's. Uh, excitement. Well, they're not inspiring us to be natural learners, are they? You know what I mean? Um, the, the, if anything, we should just turn the media off. They're a net negative. So let's. So how? Do, what's another way? There is another way, guys, and this is actually quite simple to bloom and do, and actually will save the country a lot of money, and a lot of people that if we do this, will naturally learn software programming even without having to go to university. All right. Very simple. You want to hear the answer? I'm going to give it one word for New Zealand. Save us, save the world. In three, two, one, Linux. Linux. Okay, did you hear it? Linux, people. Linux operating systems. En masse, delete Windows, people. Install Linux. Now, you high school um, school uh, teachers are doing a great job, so, you know, you're almost doing enough. But if you wanted to go further, get your IT team in. Um, most IT guys are being brainwashed, quite frankly, into the cult of Microsoft. So you might have to spend 24 hours to de-brainwash most little IT people in your school. Once you've de-brainwashed de- them, then tell them, please, can you transition the school to Linux? If they're already a cool IT person, they'll go, oh, about blooming time. Um, but Linux, transition to Linux, my God, we will start to see some fruits. Gee, we will, we will literally stop the pee addiction, okay? I'm going to be blunt about that. We will stop pee addiction if we transition to Linux on our computers. How's that? There we go. I'm, I'm happy to debate that at Oxford University. Transition the country to Linux no more pee addiction, all right? Now, quite frankly, I'm smart enough to have that as this massive algorithm on my head that I don't have time enough to explain all these multiple consequences of micro-actions. But Linux is the answer. Please, people, change to Linux now. Don't just, if you can, quite frankly, burn your hard drive. In other words, format it. Download Ubuntu or Kubuntu, I should say now. Kubuntu, install it, start being a real human. Okay, start being productive, start realizing the magic of computers. The brain guarantee one weekend you will realize, like so many, my god, I used to always have a numb headache when I used my Microsoft PC. I never knew it, I just got so used to it. And now I'm using Linux, and for some reason, my eyesight's even better. Why is that, Anthony? Yeah. We know. Don't worry. So use your Linux and your mild headaches will disappear. Okay? Guarantee that or your money back. Um, naturally, I guarantee within a week of down Linux, you won't be downloading a stupid computer game. I can guarantee that. The first thing you'll be doing is downloading a movie-making tool. Then you'll be inquisitive about what the kernel is in the terminal shell. And then you'll be naturally on some bulletin board about how to get more processing speed. And then you'll hear about the people that did Linux and then bang, you're hooked. You're writing PHP code within a month. That's how it happens. So delete Microsoft, burn it, throw it in and, and, you know, like we almost need Gollum to take all the Microsoft, like, like the ring of Lord of the Rings and throw it back into the pit where it came from. Yay, the Microsoft, we've cleaned the world. And we've all got Linux. And Linux naturally lends itself to people falling in love with computer science. It's like it's like almost if you wanted to get a kid interested in um, being a race, you know, racing cars and you bought them, you know, a ja- you know, a Jaguar or a Ferrari, bang, you know, wow, wow, look, what does this engine do? Or saying, oh, I'm hoping you'll get into racing cars, and I bought you a Mazda, Mazda Familiar, um, you know, you know what I mean? Like, 
even that's not a good enough analogy because maths and familiars aren't that bad. But, you know, get a Linux machine, people, please. If you've got a son right now, do not give them a Windows PC. Whatever you do, people, and, and I'll tell you right now, personal experience. Got a, an old friend, a girlfriend, right? She came to me when her son was about 15, left school, Christian school. She said, Anthony, my son's thinking about getting into IT. What sort of computer should I buy him? And I said, do not buy him a Windows PC. Uh-huh. I said, he will get addicted to playing computer games, smoke pot. He will never learn IT. And I said, do not buy it. Now, in this world, people are free. And so she was free to ignore me, like most people. I said, if you buy a Mac, he will probably get into making music because he had a guitar at the time. He'll probably download GarageBand. He might start blogging. He might start doing vlogging. He might start doing... Um, multimedia industry, making music, writing scripts, doing app courses, buy him a Mac. Buy him a Mac or a Chromebook or Linux. One of those three. No, no, no. I bought him a PC. Ah. Ah. Okay. So now you're really angry because he's always shouting at the computer every single night because he didn't get the weapon of his choice. Yeah. That's what's happening in every single home in New Zealand, people. People buying stupid PCs and do not buy it when they're a teenager. That is their critical years, people. When you're going now for Christmas, please do not go to Harvey Norman, get a crappy Dell machine so that a guy can get addicted to computer games. Get your teenager to say, no matter what the tantrum is, son... Um, we're buying this um, Linux machine. So even Dow, if you go to their website, you can actually get it pre-installed with Linux or you get the PC and do not even let them open it until you've downloaded and installed Linux. You know, even do it as a hobby. Do not even boot into Windows. Okay? They will download that game. Bang. It's more powerful than... Computers are actually more powerful of an addiction for good and bad. You know what I mean? It's like because it works with the brain, people who download a PC, once they've got that, that game... Bang, you almost can't get them off it. Download Linux, download Mac, boom, they fall in love with, with being creative. You can't get them off that. All right, so please download Linux for your teenager this Christmas. Um, or a Chromebook, if they're really hating on you. And a Chromebook, the thing about a Chromebook, it just doesn't do anything. So, so it's sort of like, it's, it's, it's just good. Chromebooks are good for small offers. But yeah, if you're going to get a PC, download Linux. Because once they've got Linux, they will instantly kind of go, oh, okay, so it's Unix. They will quickly understand Unix. And Unix, they'll quickly understand how about writing what's called scripts, bash profiles. And um, then you will not be able to stop them from computer science. All right. I think I, had, I said that hard enough. So um, please forward this from panelaudio.org forward slash update to people that need to hear it. Um and the consequences of these universities. So I'm pleased that it offends some people. All right. Anyway, that's Anthony. I told you it was going to be a long, long thing. Update. Uh, Anthony Bloomfield. Um, yeah. Had to be said, people. Too many people wasting their lives playing computer games. Not enough people learning how to program. Huge skill shortage. Huge skill shortage. Learn programming, people. Learn it, learn it, learn it, learn it. Okay? Please. All right, bite the bullet, and um, even if it's sort of bitter, just stick with it. Keep learning. All right, thanks. Thank you, Michael, but it has been a training day. My power packs could use a rest.